In the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 to 21, we are told that the evening of that day, that day being the day of Christ's resurrection, the first day of the week, Christ appeared to his disciples. Now for sure, for them, this was an extremely dark moment. It was a moment where they were huddled up in a room. And probably if I could describe the, the feeling, the atmosphere, in one word, it would be the word fear. They literally were afraid for their lives. They were afraid because they didn't know exactly what was going on. They didn't know exactly what the Jewish authorities were going to do. And then also they probably had little or no clue what was going to be in their future. So when Jesus appeared to them, as we are reminded in John chapter 20, when Jesus appeared to them, they were glad to see him. And I believe Jesus, obviously in his infinite wisdom, he knew there were two needs that they had, the disciples had, that he needed to address with them. And the first one was just to let them know that things are okay, everything's all right, that even in the midst of the turmoil and, and the excitement and, and the, the ups and downs, they were fine, that he was okay. And I believe that's why he just simply looked at them and said, peace. You see, he wanted them to understand that things were okay with him and that things were going to be okay with them. That everything I told you was going to happen has happened, but most importantly, by my presence here with you, I am telling you that I have provided to all of humanity victory over death. But I believe Jesus also met and addressed a second need that the disciples had. And that basically is, okay, now that this has happened, what next? What are we supposed to do? What are we going to do in our lives now that things have changed so radically? And Jesus answered that question to me. He answered that need that I think they had in a wonderful way by simply saying to them, as my Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. You see, in just a few short words, Jesus was able to meet two needs of his disciples at that moment. First of all, he was able to let them know, we're okay, things are fine. But he was also able to let them know what they were supposed to be doing from that day forward, from that moment on. You see, what he, what he provided to them was moving darkness to light. Dark, no purpose to light. This is what we want you to do. Nowhere to purpose sending them out, sharing with them that as he had been a representative of his father, they now were to be representatives of him to preach, to teach, to love, to provide care, to provide comfort, to lead his people. Now, what I'd like to do is zoom forward about 2,000 years, a little over 2,000 years. And here it is, April the 19th, one week after Easter, and I want to talk specifically to Christ followers, but certainly I want to speak to everybody that is in the audience right now. Because I believe that as Christ followers, as believers in Him, we now have a wonderful opportunity to share the story that God gave His Son, who in turn gave that story to us. And the beautiful thing about this story that He gives us, it's not just something we tell, but it's something that you and I literally are part of. Because you see, the reason we are believers in Christ today is can be traced back all the way to that room that night where Christ spoke to his disciples. 
Because you see, they took the words and they took the message that he had given to them. They shared it with somebody else and they shared it with somebody else. And quite honestly, I can't tell you the number of generations. But here we are today and we believe in Christ because all those people down the line honored what God had told his son to do, honored what his son told us to do. And that is, even as the Father has sent me, even so I send you. You see, we are descendants of the original believers. And literally, we are then to take what he gave to them, and we are to use it today to, to glorify him. Now, we live in a difficult time today um, with this coronavirus. But let me say this to you. We were living in difficult times anyway. There were a lot of things going on in our world that were, that were sort of topsy-turvy and were not really what they were supposed to be. But having said that, I believe you and I as believers in Christ, we have a wonderful opportunity to bring the same peace and hope that Jesus brought to his disciples some 2,000 years ago. We have a wonderful opportunity to do the same exact thing today. Now, how best can we do that? How best do we do that? Let me say that I believe that for every one of us, it, it probably is a little bit different, but I'd like to take a few moments and share with you some things that I have found helpful in my life that I, I suspect you can find application in your life as well. And the things that I have found come in a passage of scripture in Mark chapter two, the first 12 verses. If you look in your Bible there, what you'll probably find is it references the fact is of Jesus healing the paralytic. And that is obviously what he did, but I don't want to focus on that part of things. What I want to focus on is what led up to that. The events that caused or allowed this paralytic person to be brought before Jesus in the first place. You see, there were four men. And I want to be very clear with you, four men. We know nothing about them. We don't know their names. We don't know where they come from. We don't know whether they had any special skills. We don't know their theology or their politics. We don't know whether they had training. We know nothing about them except that they came together, brought the paralytic to Jesus. We know that when they brought the paralytic to Jesus, the crowd was so, so, so strong that not only was the room or the house that Jesus was in, not only is it full, but the surrounding areas around the house were full. Now I got to confess to you, had that been me carrying him, you know what I'd have said? Not a good time. Let's bring him back another day when things aren't quite so busy. But it didn't deter them. It didn't stop them. And what we know from scripture is they found a way to get the paralytic up to the roof and then create a hole or dig a hole, open a hole. I'm not sure exactly what I wasn't there. But they created a way to get and lower the paralytic down to Jesus. And in simplest of terms, Jesus did his thing. Now, that story, which is, is a wonderful story for me, offers up just three or four things that I think I have found extremely helpful in terms of what I am called to do today in terms of being, being a living expression of the good news of Jesus Christ, sharing what it means to have a relationship with him and in appropriate ways by, by, by deed and example, but also in word, what I have been called to do and be as far as a Christ follower. Four things I want you to hear quickly. The first one is very simply, the four men were available. They were able and willing to carve out enough time to get the paralytic to Jesus. 
And what I would say to each of us today, from my personal experience, we need to be willing in our walk with Christ from time to time, maybe even being aware of it all the time, that God does give us wonderful opportunities to be the expression of Christ wherever it may be. Just this morning, I learned of one that actually comes from a couple of our members here at Church in the Mall. Uh, Beth and Emily Tuma have allowed themselves to become available, and they are going to New York City to work as nurses and medical persons to address the particular needs that are there. Quite honestly, they didn't have to do that, but they believe that God has uniquely prepared them and equipped them and gifted them to do these things, so they're going. And what I would say to us is God gives us opportunities every day of our lives to do exactly the same thing, but we have to be available. Now, the second thing I've found helpful is that sometimes we have to be willing to take a chance. And I know this, this probably moves some of us from our comfort level a little bit. You, you see, sometimes when we, we, we do what we believe God's calling us to do, sometimes there's no guarantees that God's going to do something. We don't, have some, we don't have the ability sometimes to know, hey, what's in this for me? We don't even know sometimes what it's going to cost us. What we know is that we simply do the kinds of things that God opens up the door for, somewhat apprehensively sometimes, some, somewhat a little scary. But when he opens the door, we need to be afraid, not afraid to take the chance to do it. A couple ways for me. I may have told this story before, so I'm not going to tell the whole story, but one of the ways I did this goofy thing, and I had my fingernail painted with the words John 3.16. Now, that seems really stupid. I realize that. But in the course of about a block at a street fair, I had two or three people come up to me and say, I saw your thumb, what's it mean? I was willing to take a chance by, quite frankly, doing something that's very natural for me, and that's being kind of an idiot. But I was able to share because of something I did simply what it meant. Another way is uh, I just encountered a woman a week or so ago, and our conversation began on a discussion of White Castles. And it was a discussion of how nutrient they were for us and how healthy they were but it led into the most healthy experience i have and that's a relationship with christ the third thing i would say is don't give up think of the tenacity of those four men that brought the paralytic to jesus wow all the things they went through as i said before it had been very easy for me to just simply say not good timing i'll come back some other time but they committed to make an investment into the lives of that man, not knowing for sure what Jesus would do, but that he would do something. Their tenacity. And then simply, and perhaps this is the most important, those four men, they simply fulfilled their role. They did what they could do, relying on the fact that the God that we serve can take ordinary people and do extraordinary things. Be available, be willing to take a chance for him. Recognize that we, we got to have some tenacity. We got to stick with it. Not be obnoxious, not be crazy or, or difficult to people, but in the love of Christ, stay with it. And then simply stay in our lane. Do what God has given us the abilities to do. And God will use you and he will use me in wonderful ways. I agree today for many people might seem to be a dark moment in history. For sure it is filled with unknowns. We're still finding out every day how much we don't know. 
But what I will say to you as believers in Jesus Christ, as Christ's followers, we now have the opportunity to live out some 2,000 years later what God sent His Son to do and what God, through His Son, instructed His disciples in that room. Simply as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. What a joyous opportunity we have. And my prayer for each of us is that we will find a multitude of ways that we can be that expression of Christ. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Amen.